0: What's up, everybody, and welcome what's to up? our. What's up? Yeah, welcome to our first NBA postseason recap show. Joining me today is Mr. Ram Cervantes, a batchmate from mine from high school, my boy from back in the day. Uh, also, my co-host for the Asian Mint, if you're into NBA Top Shot, and of course, gracing us with their presence right now is the South Boys Podcast, Tristan and Angelo. Welcome, guys. How are you all feeling? Y'all like that Utah Clippers game today, or? It was the whole blowout feel of it kind of a buzzkill.
1: I just go man.
2: You go, you go, man. Okay, Shit.
1: uh, yeah, I, I like how the Clippers bounce back, but yeah, I, I was hoping that it was a more competitive game, but I like that the Clippers made this competitive series this game, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Go honestly, for it,
2: yeah. Uh, I think this was the game that the Utah, uh, the Utah Jazz had to end it because. If they win this one, I think it's going to be over for the Clippers. But the Clippers just pulled it out. Paul George played amazing. Donovan Mitchell went down. So it's going to be a tough one from here on out. But overall, great game, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. And right now on the screen, before we get to Ram, you have the updated playoff bracket, courtesy of the NBA. Of course, Philly and Atlanta, the 76ers are up 2-1. Bucks in Brooklyn, Brooklyn up 2-1. Game 4 is tomorrow. Utah, LAC, the Jazz's lead is now down to 2-1. And of course, Denver, unfortunately, trails Phoenix 0-3 in their series. The Suns are on their way to the Western Conference Finals. Ram, uh, overall, how's the postseason treated you thus far?
3: Well, obviously, I'm not happy that the Blazers got trounced in the first round. I'll get to it right there. But as Nams has criticized me for, my second team is also in the West, and it's Phoenix. And I'm happy to see this. I love Jokic. He's great. But seeing 3-0, you know that that's a death knell. As Tristan said, if that happened to the Clippers earlier, that would have been it. So seeing the Phoenix Suns in that spot makes me pretty happy.
0: Exactly, and just for everyone's reference, uh, Tristan and I—we love our Miami Heat, but of course, we didn't really love how they performed this season. We got our asses whooped so bad. Uh, I can say the same about Portland—they lost without to Denver without Murray. I mean, come on, Ram, what are you guys doing? Uh, and of course, Angelo and the Lakers got bounced out mm-hmm. of the first round by the Suns. You know, after the got arrogant- injured. Yeah, Every whatever, man. man. After the whole arrogant Lakers vibe in Game Three, you guys had the series done, of course. Apparently, but nope. Chris Paul yeah, comes this back is and takes it.
1: live stream nabs. This is yeah, the, let me, the up, right let me do the LeBron post-up, bro. Let me do the yeah. LeBron post-up on
0: Jake Outer if <laughs> we yeah. well, Wait, no, let me do, do the crowder dance or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> The salsa. All right, all right. So I, I want to shout out Mr. Albert uh, De Los Santos, editor in chief of Animal Magazine. Thanks for joining us today, Albert. Hope you're enjoying your Sunday. And to anyone watching in, to you 12 viewers right now, and uh, thank you so much. Please Put in the comments what you guys feel about the Clippers Jazz Series. Did you like Game 3? Do you think the Clippers are back in this? Uh, So let's start with there. Um, Are the Clippers back in the series? Quick thoughts, guys. How do you all feel? Let's start with you, Angelo.
1: Definitely, definitely the Clippers are back. And just like last series, the Clippers were down 0-2. And Game 3, it was Kawhi and PG who took over. They were relentless attacking and we're seeing the same thing in this series. Game three, um, they they took over. Kawhi yeah. and PG set the tone in the first quarter. Uh, Kawhi right. took over. Donovan Mitchell, right? Uh, I think Mitchell sco- was, was scoreless in that first quarter. So that was a big thing. And also Paul George was, as Mark Jones would say, butter in that first quarter, right? So butter. that was a yes, huge sir. butter. <laughs> uh it that was a huge um boost for the clippers for sure for sure listen as a lakers fan uh, are you living vicariously
0: through the clippers losses like are you just taking happiness and watching the clippers lose because i feel like a lot of you laker fans are suddenly jazz fans in this series so maybe <laughs> since you know it's pretty sad to see the defending mm-hmm. champions got in the first round maybe
1: is the clippers not winning the championship going to be your championship uh Yeah, but secretly though, Navs, I would have to say I'm secretly rooting for Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, I, I would like for them to prove everybody wrong, especially Paul George. I'm rooting for that guy, one of my favorite players in the league. Um, If you remember as a Heat fan, Paul George and yes. that Pacers. Almost, they were
0: bad. They almost, were bad. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. they
1: almost kicked out that big three in Miami Heat. Took them to Game yeah. Seven. Uh, that's when Paul George became one of my favorite players, and of course, he was wearing 24 because of Kobe. That's also a factor. Uh, yeah, so I'm secretly lo- rooting for the Clippers, even if I'm the even if I'm a Laker fan.
0: Yes, sir. Listen, for a Laker fan to admit that, I gotta give you props, mad respect, Angela. Really, legit. Uh, y'all you know your ball. In the comments, I want you guys to let me know. Uh, which which Paul George was better? Do you think the Indiana version of Paul George was better, or the Clippers version of Paul George is better? Uh, Ram, today he definitely looked like the best of Paul George. Is this the Paul George the Clippers are gonna need to win the
3: series? Oh, definitely. I mean. Originally, before the series started, actually before the playoffs started, I honestly thought that the Clippers were going to make it to the finals. You know this. I mentioned that this is something that I thought it was their time. And then we saw in Dallas that they started breaking down. And we saw in these first two games that, for some reason, it takes a while for the Clippers, whether it's the players or the coaching staff, to adjust to their uh, opponents. And now I think that it has to be a combination of those two. Kawhi, Paul George have to be on top. Kawhi didn't shoot so well from three, but Paul George definitely made up for it. Blowout today. They need that. I know that might be easier given that I'm not sure what happened to Mitchell. I'm not sure if he'll be at 100%. I don't know when Conley's coming back, but they need Paul George and Kawhi to be at the top of their game if they want to take out the number one seed.
0: For sure. I want to shout out Monchi and Bill for joining us. Up Monchi, uh if you guys check out his podcast and Facebook, too, he's got uh, I think he's on season 2 right now. He's got a number of great interviews. Monchi of course was one of the guests in my, one of my first workshops. It's so nice to see him uh take advantage of his media capabilities. So shout out to you and shout out to anyone else out there who's making the effort to provide content as we live in crazy times like the NBA playoffs. Okay, uh Tristan so Paul George, Kawhi Leonard played great today. And when they play mm-hmm. that great, there's no one beating them, right? I mean, Mitchell had 30 points. Ingles had, I believe, 18 or 19. Uh, let me check that real quick. Yeah, Joe Ingles had 19 points. Uh, and the rest of the Jazz weren't bad. They, they shot uh, 19 three-pointers overall as a team, but the Clippers were so dominant. Uh, as we see the stats of the Jazz right now, the Clippers were just so dominant today. And That's That's uh, partly because uh, Paul George and Kawhi each scored 30 points. So Tristan, next question is with the way Game 3 proceeded, will we have a tied series at the end of Game 4?
2: I think it comes down to coaching. Uh, I never thought I'd say this, but Tai Lu actually did some really great changes in this game where uh, he placed Nicholas Batum at the 5, where... I don't want to get too analytical, but the spacing is amazing for the Clippers, giving Paul George more open shots, Kawhi getting into the lane, and just basically trying to play out Rudy Gilbert out of the possession. So, yeah, I mean, they played great. Nicholas Batum, very, very underrated. And if the Jazz don't figure out what to do in game Four, it, I think it's going to be an easy 2-2 for them next game for sure.
0: For sure. For sure. Now, what do you guys think in the comments? Let us know. Is the series tied? Uh, Are the Clippers going to tie the series at 2-2? Are we going to see a 3-1 Jazz lead? Of course, big question is Donovan Mitchell's ankle injury. You know, Donovan's got to learn the thing that LeBron does where it's like a 15-16 point game with like six, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter and LeBron just decides, you know what, screw it. Uh, I'm just going to take, like, a bunch of bad three-pointers that the other guys shoot. We lost this game. I'm not going to risk an injury. Because, Donovan, you know, I love the fact that he goes hard, man. He goes really hard. Uh, he reminds me so much of Wade where every possession, he's just looking to attack the rim and just, like, come at you. But we know from uh, we know from experience that that could lead to ankle twists or injured knees. Uh, shout out, Joy- Joe Verai, More Terrence man. less Pat Bev, and Rondo. Yes, Joe, of course, one of the best NBA analysts you will find out there right now. Um, definitely, Terrence Mann. Let me check this real quick. Terrence Mann today played 22 minutes and was a plus 21. He only scored seven points but was a plus 21. That is second highest in the Clippers next to Batum's plus 24. Batum played 35 minutes. He had 17 points. Um and Batum, like Blake Griffin, proving that if you play for a shitty team, you're going to play shitty. But if you actually play for a good team, you're going to actually give a shit. So if that makes any sense. Um, but okay, game four, what are the keys, I think, for the Jazz to come back? Oh, sorry, let's go back also to, to what I was saying. Donovan, the ankle injury, that's also a question. He didn't play the rest of the game after going out. Uh, he might need to learn when to like take his foot off the gas pedal a little bit. But what's the key? Uh, three of you, real quick, what's the key to a Jazz win in Game 4?
2: Um, honestly, I think it's uh, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, he's the reigning sixth man of the Uso! year. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think he's a big part of that Jazz offense where when it gets stagnant, you just give it to Jordan Clarkson who'll pull up from three or do a crazy-ass layup and he'll probably make it. Right? So, um, Of course, the Donovan injury is a big factor as well. But let's see how Rudy Gobert does on the drop coverage as well and on the spacing. Let's see what happens. So I think
0: those are two factors that are going to be the biggest for me. Yes, for
3: sure. For sure. How about you, Raman Angela? Um, For me, obviously, pointing out the obvious here, it's health, right? If they're able to get Conley back, if they're able to maybe have just Mitchell Ice off that ankle, hopefully that allows them to play because if they're not playing, I don't see how they have any chance. Well, what's interesting for me is that a lot of people consider the Clippers to be like a two-man lineup, right? You have two superstars, everyone else is just there, and everyone says that the Jazz is very deep, which I would agree with. But at the same time, it's kind of interesting to see that the Clippers have more assists than the Jazz, considering that the Jazz have so many more options there. So if you don't have Mitchell, if you don't have Conley, Yes, you have a, an Ingalls that could probably play make a bit, but it seems like their offense is really going to stagnate without at least one of those guys on the court. So for me, the key is getting at least one, at least one to even be competitive.
0: That's a great point, by Ram. Because when you when you think of the Jazz offense, of course, your first thought that comes to mind is Donovan Mitchell and his individual brilliance. But at the same time, it's worth remembering that for as good as Spider is, uh, the Jazz at their best. Reminds us of the 2014 Spurs in terms of how fast that ball is moving, how fast it's going from side to side, making the defense move. And the Clippers had 21 assists today, if I'm not mistaken. The Jazz had 15, which is a formula for success for the Clippers, um, rather than going ISO with Paul George and Kawhi just dribble, 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 pull up, which I just flat out hate. Um but at the same time, also if the Clippers are gonna shoot the way they did, which is as hot as the Manila summer weather, which as we all know can be the best feeling in the world—not may or may not be sarcastic. Uh, but if the Clippers shoot that hot, you know it's over because you got two legit ball handlers, superstars. Paul George occasionally. You never know if you're getting pandemic P or a playoff P. But if they're on fire, the Clippers like Batum, Jackson, Reggie Jackson. Jesus freaking Christ, man, where did this guy come from? Uh, Reggie Jackson, Batoub, Terrence Mann. Angelo, what does Utah do when the Clippers are
1: on fire like this? Yeah, when when it rains, it pours for the Clippers, and it's feast or famine, really. Uh, For games one and two, I think they had good looks. Uh, The Clippers, they generate good looks from three. They weren't just hitting it. Um, So, in this game, they they were on fire, as he said, Nabs. So mm-hmm. if you're the Utah Jazz, um I, I, I'm not sure if they'll adjust their lineups to to um like go small to match up with the Clippers to maybe like contest on those threes a little bit better than uh, what Rudy Gobert is doing, but I don't I don't think that will happen though. But uh yeah the, the jazz needs to be be harder on that closeouts for in order for the Clippers to be a little bit uncomfortable shooting those three, so put some pressure um, on the ball and off the ball. Yeah, so that's what I think the Jazz needs to do, and of course health, as Ram said, they need to be healthy. For sure, for sure. All right, so we've talked
0: Clippers, Jazz. Now let's move on to the rest of the playoffs, and I want to introduce a segment we are doing here in our NBA post game postseason recap shows, uh, which is the twenty four second shot clock debate. So basically, the concept is simple: two of us are going to give our thoughts. In JC Cuevas for one Utah, I like the I like the courage for that prediction. Good job. Trust me, a lot of Laker fans would be happy if the Jazz win in five. Um, so back to the 24 second debate two of us are going to take 24 seconds each to make their case about certain topics and we're going to start that now but of course if you're tuning in again thank you for doing so We'd also love it if you guys could give your thoughts in the comments for the debate topics we're about to have. Just let us know what you think. Of course, all opinions are welcome. All hot takes are welcome because we are living in a time where the Internet is the nicest place in the world. Uh, um, So let's start. Let's go to the first topic. Danny Green, it was announced today, is out two weeks, maybe three weeks for the 76ers. Are they in trouble? We will start with Mr. Cervantes. 24 seconds on the screen when you are ready to go the buzzer is gonna uh i mean the clock's gonna start and of course again let us know in the comments what you think ram the floor is
3: yours sure so not to get too analytical here but the starting lineup 39 is their net average or net rating do you know what it is when danny green's not there for the other four players it's 35 they have a really good team. They have Tybal on the They could have Shake on offense. I don't think they're really in trouble. But yes, green is impactful, just not to the extent some people think.
0: Okay, okay, great, great.
1: At the buzzer.
0: <laughs> Shout out to the At the Buzzer podcast. Uh, you can check that out on Rappler too. All right, so I'm going to go next. When the clock is up there, we're going to begin okay so let's go yes the 76ers are going to miss danny green maybe not for this atlanta series because i think they have this series uh unwrap if they don't screw up but you will need danny green to guard james harden to guard kyrie irving to guard kevin durant you're going to need him to uh, spread the floor and with Embiid's injury history you need as many bodies as you can get so yes i think the 76ers will miss danny green Awesome, awesome. I like that. That was like a trial run for us. We didn't really practice it before the show, yeah. but I would say that went Clutch. pretty good. The 24-second the 24, the 24 uh, clock, uh, you know, imagine it's hard enough to do it while you're just talking sports. Imagine actually playing in a playoff game mm-hmm. and you've got like 24 seconds to shoot over Rudy Gobert or something. But let's now move on to the next topic real quick. Uh, In relation to the 76ers, the Hawks, they get blown out. They get beaten up. Trey Young is humbled in Game 3. Shout out to AJ Velasco. I hope he's watching this. He's a Hawks fan, Trey Young lover, but the Hawks got beaten bad in Game 3. So the question is, and now Angelo and Tristan are going to take the floor here. We'll start with you, Angelo. Are the Hawks done? Is the series a wrap? Can we book the 76ers going to the conference finals? (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so when we got the shot clock uh, starting there, we'll go with Angela's thoughts.
1: Alright, uh, so I think the Atlanta Hawks are done for this series. It's a gentleman's sweep by the Sixers. I think game one was a fluke for the Hawks. Uh, they were up 20 in that game, but um, it was a close game down the line. And the, the Philadelphia 76ers have them figure them out. Had them figured out. And Embiid, there's no stopping that man. So yeah, I think the, the Hawks are done.
0: Awesome. It's tough, it's tough sh-
1: Navs. It's tough.
0: <laughs> ben Simmons and Trey has been a revelation. Yes, which makes you wonder why Doc Rivers, for us, all the reputation he gets for being a great coach. Why did he not make that decision in Game 1? Or maybe... Was it advanced-level coaching where you trick the other team into thinking they've got you and then you just beat them up? We'll learn more from Atlanta side from oh. Tristan. Let's have the clock uh, running in a bit. The South boys going head-to-head. I like this. Tristan, the floor is yours. Let's go. I don't think that this series
2: is done because Joel Embiid has a torn meniscus. And let's face it, he, he had like two weeks off, but he scored 79 points... In like two games But I believe in Trae Young Trae Young has the supporting cast And I feel like Ben Simmons Isn't gonna show up For the rest of the series Especially when With him being tired Guarding Trae Young Woo! I made it! Not like Angelo, he had like a shot clock violation, bro. It doesn't count.
0: (laughs) I I see that Heat culture coming out, Tristan. I see. We got Heat Lakers last year. We had. Oh, by the way, how was your uh, relationship during the Heat Lakers finals last season? I'm curious.
2: Um, you know what. I didn't talk to Angelo for like three weeks after they won, but you know we're still friends. It's all good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, considering you guys started the pod together, I would hope so. Again, check out the <laughs> South Boys podcast and Spotify uh, and where you get your podcasts. Angelo, how did you rub it in Tristan's mm-hmm. face the way many Lakers fans did to me when LA beat Miami in the finals last season in no, the bubble?
1: No, yeah, no, Nabs. I I think I'm not a good trash talker, so. I just said to Tristan, "Good series, good game. We, we got the championship." <laughs> so there was no go, really. I got receipts, bro. I'll I'll
2: show them everything, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, I, I wish Tristan showed this, like, so we could have put it in the production <laughs> show. Just like we're gonna have an episode about trash talking. I love that. Okay, so now let's go on to another series that's currently at two-one with game four on the the trading team's home floor. Do the Bucks tie the series? Shout out to the Bucks fans. We know Mr. Storm Sarmiento, our high school friend, and Mr. Harshil Balani, who loves himself some Giannis and the Bucks, and has taken a lot of crap uh, the last year, especially from me as a Miami fan. But let's just face it, I got humbled in the first round of the playoffs. Tristan knows the vibes. Uh, except Storm, he decided to message me nonstop when the Bucks were winning. But I'm waiting for the chance to get back on him. But okay, so... Let's do this. Uh, let's go Ram against uh, and Angela here. What do you guys feel about it? Ram, let's start with you. Let's put the shot clock on. Do the Bucks tie the series or is Brooklyn headed for a gentleman sweep? Storm, what's
3: up, my boy? Nice to see you. <laughs> you know, I want to see it, right? I'm with Storm here. I want them to be in the finals, but it feels like a stretch and I'm pissed off. How could you be shooting this badly, Bucks? At the very least, at the very least, you should be bullying them in the paint. What the hell is happening? Brooklyn's not supposed to be good on D and you can't score? What is this? This is a travesty. I, I love the Stephen A vibes, Ram. I uh, really do. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, Stephen I'm A vibes. pissed off, legit, for Storm.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Storm has decided to... uh. Enlighten oh, yeah, us with
3: his basketball
0: thoughts, which is a uh, plain and simple. you know what? I'm gonna go with Storm here. I, I am ashamed of how they performed in the Wait, first round. do did you I mean. see the other
2: one? But no
0: for life. No, we've oh, we yeah, we
2: four championships, I think. So yeah, that's on. just
0: listen. The Heat have been in the NBA <laughs> for 20 to for 30 years. The Bucks have been longer, but the Heat have more championships. Uh yeah, but listen, Storm makes a good point. He's an objective Bucks fan. The free throws of the Greek freaks be <laughs> Okay, this is true. Uh Tristan, the floor is yours. 24 seconds. Do the Bucks tie the series? Yes or no? Wait, I forgot what Ram said, but <laughs> um You know what? I think they do.
2: Uh I know they just won by like two points off a Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday uh layup last game, but uh, they need to give Giannis more looks instead of isolation plays. We don't want those isolation plays again. Stop shooting threes, please. But I do think Chris Middleton is playing out of his mind and Drew Holiday is just too good right now.
0: Quick question for both of you guys, Tristan and Ram. Did the Bucks get lucky in Game 3? Because... Joe Harris, Joe Harris, like Joe Harris, shot one out of eleven, I think, from the field. Kevin Durant wasn't good. He was good in late in the game, but overall, he was pretty crappy. Kyrie mm-hmm. wasn't that great, and the rest of the team wasn't that good. Meanwhile, the Bucks got a great Chris Middleton game. They got a great Yon. I mean, an okay Yan this game, I guess, subpar, but still, he filled in the stats. So, are you confident if you're the Bucks heading into Game Four? Yes or no? Let's do this real quick
3: hell um, <laughs> 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 what Did you're they, going against three superstars I, I, I want the Bucks to win guys but it's just so frustrating when you see Giannis making these calls to shoot threes when he obviously can if I were them I'd really just switch up the strategy because the, the Nets aren't that big they really should be bullying and the fact that I think for the series they're shooting what 42% from the field how, how do you justify that so if, if they make a drastic shift, then maybe, but my God, the way that they're doing it right now, I, I think that was lucky that they brought the Nets down to their level. They didn't step right. up to the plate, except for <laughs> Middleton. Middleton was great, but they just broke down and looked into their level. I something mean, I want
0: to note. Something I want to note. First of all, the Nets don't even have James Harden. Let's get this out there right now. That, that's just wild. Uh, two, as Joe mentioned, yes, they got lucky. Deep drop defense needs to die in these playoffs. I agree. As great as Brook Lopez is uh, as a shooter on defense, if you play drop against Durant and Irving, eventually you're just going to get burned. Um, which which makes me wonder if B- Bud at a certain point should just decide, I'm going to put Giannis at the 5 screw it. Let's do it. Uh, Because, like as Joe mentioned, you can't put Bruce Brown and Brooke and get away with it, right? Unless Brooke is giving you a good 20 and 15, you can't, you you might have some, you might need to make some changes there. Uh, But actually now, let's move on to the next topic, which is the Denver Nuggets. Now, our prod guy behind the scenes, Ron, I'm sorry I gotta break his heart here a little bit, but the Nuggets are down 0-3 because the Suns are as hot as the sun. I'm sorry, that was so lame, but they are as hot as the sun right now. It's not even to me about what Denver is doing wrong um, because three things, okay? One, uh, DeAndre Ayton is playing solid defense. He's not stopping Jokic. No one is going to stop the MVP, but that length is clearly giving Jokic issues in terms of one-on-one scoring and passing. Uh, Number two, Chris Paul and Devin Booker like we mentioned, the Nets against uh, Brook, the drop defense of Jokic, that's just, if you're going to give Chris Paul and Booker free mid-range jumpers, you're asking for a slow death. It's like getting stabbed in the gut. And not that I know what that feels, and I never want to know that what that feels, but based on watching Game of Thrones, I kind of get the idea. And number three, the Suns are just damn good. You know, like we knew the Suns were going to be good entering the season, but we didn't know Cam Johnson was going to be a baller. Um, we didn't know that campaign. Is going to look like campaign, because now when you say campaign, that actually means something. And we just didn't know that it would fit so seamlessly, but it has. So now let's go to Denver. And we're talking, obviously, about next season at this point, unless a miracle happens, which it might. But I'm going to go here with Angelo, and I'm going to let Angelo take the floor first. Angelo, what does Denver need to do to go back to being title contenders and perhaps compete better for a championship? next NBA season.
1: Yeah, it's really unfortunate that Jamal Murray went down with that ACL tear, right? And they're missing TJ Dozier and Will Barton just um, came back. So, their health, um, who knows if they're all healthy, right? I mean, it's a whole different playoffs for them, I think. I think this series against the Suns, it will be more competitive. Uh, And uh, you have some plans for the Nuggets, Nabs. I'm, I'm giving you the the floor here. What are your plans for them in the off season? All right, I so didn't make ro- it, man. I didn't make <laughs> it. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Although, if we're counting stats right now, you
0: have two turnovers because shot clock violations count as two turnovers. But I do appreciate the assist there at the end. So, um, yes, Jeremy Grant, Lorenzo, great, talk, uh, great point. They do miss him. But if we have the, we can have the clock on the screen now. Uh, Yes So I have a a bit There we go The Denver Nuggets Simply put Need to trade for Bradley Beal I don't know how The salary cap's gonna work But maybe it's Some kind of trade With MPJ With uh, other young guys Monty Morris Maybe some of the Wing players Some draft picks Get Bradley Beal Put Beal with Jokic And Murray together And I guarantee you You will be competing For a spot In the NBA Finals Next season Against a very deep Western conference
1: Oh, my nice God. Nice one. wow,
3: <laughs>
0: Bradley
1: Beale. I don't know how you do that, Nabs.
0: <laughs> Bradley Beal. No, listen, as a Miami fan, I, I want Beal to go to Miami. And I think Miami and Denver are in similar positions right now where they have a great team. Uh, of course, Denver has the injury caveat of Murray they can use. But I think a Bradley Beal would really elevate both teams. I think Denver could use Bradley Beal a lot more, though he would fit in right there, especially in the Western Conference. Now, what do you guys think in the comments? Let us know. What would Bradley Beal do for Denver? Would Bradley Beal elevate the Nuggets to the NBA Finals in 2022? Let us know. As we go on to the next topic, which is related now to some of the young stars. And I think, Ram, I want to just mention that it's so great to see the young stars going at it. Specifically, uh, Donovan Mitchell, and uh, Devin Booker. So we're going to give the floor here to the South Boys, Tristan and Angelo again because, of course, Tristan the Heat fan, Angelo the Lakers fan, and it's pretty simple. Uh, We're going to start with Tristan first. Does Devin Booker... Uh, do Devin Booker and Spider Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, remind you of the modern-day Kobe Bryant and D-Wade? Tristan, the floor is yours. Let's get the clock on the screen.
2: Let's go. First of all... They have the tight. okay, Devin Booker to be legendary. Now D-Wade is coaching Donovan Mitchell in Utah? They have similar games. Good post-up for um, Devin Booker. Shoots the lights out every time, scores 60. D-Wade always goes out just like Donovan Mitchell and… Oh, shit. Fuck, damn it. Alright, but wait. <laughs> Donovan
3: Mitchell don't, don't, don't. can get it. I- Donovan
2: Mitchell can get it, man. All
0: he needs to do is do a little bit more defense, and then he's going to be a modern-day D-Wade, for sure. Tristan, I don't blame you, man. It's been a tough year for us Heat guys. (laughs) We've underperformed, but it's okay. Next season, right? Always looking forward to the future. Heat culture. Now, let's go to Showtime tradition, a.k.a. the Lakers. Angela, you spent years watching Kobe Bryant, of course. Is Devin Booker the closest thing we have to Kobe Bryant right now? Not just in terms of game, but in terms of mentality. So let's put the clock on the screen. Let's see if Angela commits a third straight 24-second shot clock (laughs) violation.
1: All right, offensively, 100%, you can see it in his game. Mentality, yeah, uh, Kobe planted the seed on Devin Booker. But also, Devin Booker has um, to improve defensively because Kobe Bryant, um, is a 12-time defensive team selection. So Devin Booker has a lot to improve defensively. All right, all right. I, I love it. congratulations. I, I gotta no, give that to, to Andrew. you forgot to talk about.
2: You, you didn't. didn't talk about Donovan Mitchell though.
1: <laughs> Navs asked me about Devin Booker specifically. Nah, bro,
3: man. Nah, man.
1: We had nah, we man. had an after timeout like play. I between the
3: turnover boys That's here. Cap- <laughs> the turnover
1: boys
0: <laughs> from the south south, south <laughs> boys All right, okay. Uh, welcome to Mr. Ramon Cervantes. Uh, Ram, did you have some booze? You're as pink as a of the tomato right now, man. Or did you just really enjoy Tristan and Angela like screwing themselves over? I don't know. I do look
3: kinda reddish here. Hopefully yeah, did camera dish. Okay, sucks.
0: <laughs> Straight up. Okay. <laughs> so um it's actually interesting. One thing I want to just mention about Devin Booker, which was uh, which you guys will see in my tweet here. Wade actually considered Booker his rook, which was funny because Booker wasn't his teammate when he was a rookie. Kobe told him, of course, be legendary. LeBron gifted him his last ever number 23 Lakers jersey. And now CP3 is his mentor. So it was an interesting fact when someone replied to this tweet of mine saying that Book didn't cheat the basketball gods. He did his time, right? While he was losing in Phoenix, he was still balling every day, giving his all, uh, scoring 70 points. And... At the same time, he didn't really complain. He wasn't like you know sad for himself, then feel sorry for himself like some of the guys do nowadays. And he bid his time, and now he got a teammate. He earned the vets' respects. He learned from them. Wasn't obnoxious to say I'm already better than you wanted to learn. And like for example, I just want to say that that moment, the fact that Book went up to LeBron after scoring forty seven in a closeout game against the Lakers, instead of like pumping his chest. I mean, obviously he was talking trash to Schroeder, but. Dennis Schroeder, come on. Uh, he was pumping his chest, but he still went up to LeBron and may probably ask for his jersey. So that shows you that the guy is hungry. You know, the guy ain't celebrating. He's all for it. And he reminds me so much of Kobe. So let's get on to some of our last topics here. Ram and I. Um, actually, no, sorry. That was our last topic. Yes. So just Ram and I. Let's put the 24-second uh, shot clock uh, in the screen. Ram, you can go first. Predict what's going to happen the rest of the way in the playoffs?
3: Honestly, for me, again, I would still like the Bucks to beat the Nets, but it's hard to see it now. If the Nets make it to the playoffs, I'm really hoping that the Suns can take them out. That would be the underdog story of the year. But, but, a lot of people have been saying, age 27 is when some superstars get their first ring. So maybe Embiid makes it out and beats up that Super trio.
0: Interesting, interesting. Cognizant in right. the, uh, the shot clock. It, it really messes with your head, right? It's <laughs> it like in the does, back of your mind. It and then, and then if you pause for like half a second, you're like, oh shit, two seconds are out of the clock already. All right. Anyway, uh, Ron, let's see if I can do, if I don't choke here. Okay. Welcome to Quick the thoughts. <laughs> Quick thoughts. First, uh, I have money in the Clippers to win the series. But as a basketball fan, I'd love to see Booker versus Mitchell in the conference finals. That would be dope. In the east i'd love to see brooklyn versus philly and bead versus and simmons versus those guys and i would love love to see a brooklyn phoenix finals i would definitely would and i think it will happen boom yes sir <laughs> bro nah, i tried so everything so that happens
3: who, who are you like pulling for who do you think is gonna win
0: in the finals
3: yeah brooklyn
0: it's. Just, I mean, look. I love Phoenix, but come on. I mean, come on. Hey, but unless DeAndre Ayton really steps up, then you got you can take advantage. But listen, Brooklyn's switch defense is so smart because it prevents you from like really hurting them in the post until late in the shot clock. And I think that Steve Nash deserves some Coach of the Year recognition. He has been absolutely amazing i can't believe so many of us doubted steve nash and what he could do the the guy was like the the architect of the seven seconds or less Suns offense and you give him a team with durant irving um Harden, Harden, the resurrected the resurrected corpse of blake griffin and not to mention that supporting cast man joe harris i mean i know he shot like shit in game three but that guy is good um you also have, of course, Nick Claxton coming off the bench, providing some relief. Uh, Bruce Brown, Baby Shark, playing well. You got Landry Shamit, Shamdog Dog Millionaire, who will just give you a good 18 points randomly. You got Tyler Johnson, Heat Lifer, starting fights when he needs to, of course. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's Brooklyn season. I hate what it could possibly mean for the NBA, though, because of how the team was put together. But just in terms of the talent that they have, you can't go against it. And, you know, it's it's just tough to envision them losing. Yeah, know,
2: especially you know with Sorry, Blake no. Griffin um, being a Giannis stopper right now. That's crazy. Steve Nash deserves some kind of recognition for asking Blake Griffin to take on a much, much better um, Giannis compared to the ones he faced in Detroit damn, bro, if you're Giannis, you can't be stopped by a Blake Griffin who's basically not doing anything except moving his feet. You know, you have to do better. So, Steve Nash, definitely coach of the year candidate for me. Surprised even Tibbs won it. But
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I had Tibbs as my vote, but after the way New York crumbled in the postseason, that made me do a double take. I now wish that I had Monty to begin with. I think Monty's been amazing too. Um... How about you, Angelo Ram? What are your thoughts about the Nets?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm with you, Navs. You you just can't bet against the trio of Kyrie, Harden, and KD. You can't... I I mean, are you going to expect them to lose four out of seven games? Really, with KD, Kyrie, and Harden? I mean, that's that's absurd, right? And also, uh, shout out to the role players. That team is really underrated when it comes to those role-player snabs. So it's a good thing that you pointed that out. And their coaching also, Steve Nash. Um, that's impressive coaching for him in his first year. And yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I have the Nets um, winning the finals and winning it all. Ram? Yeah, you know, for me, as I mentioned in the
3: shot clock, right, I would like to see the Phoenix-Brooklyn matchup Primarily because if you think about it, it's full circle for Steve Nash and even Mike D'Antoni there, who's also on the coaching staff. If the the Brooklyn Nets win, then Nash gets a ring. Okay, I'm kind of happy with that as a Suns fan. So actually, if you're a Suns fan, if that's the finals, I think you can kind of word it some way to be a win either way. I agree with you guys. It's so tough when you have three of the superstar, like Hall of Fame level players how do you bet against them and maybe of course we don't want an injury to happen but maybe that's the only way that the suns could really be in a position to win seven games if someone is not playing for whatever reason whether it's an injury or i don't know Kyrie might have some kind of epiphany of some kind at some point during the playoffs who knows but that might be the only way because that juggernaut plus with blake griffin somehow playing well. I I think he probably screwed over Detroit. Was he faking it the whole time he was there? How is this happening? But as Naz might have mentioned, some people, they play up to their team. If their team's not doing well, then they're not going to bother being the star to bring them up a next level.
0: That's true. That's true. And to piggyback off your point, Ram, as we're nearing 45 minutes here, so we're going to close soon. But to piggyback off your point, Brooklyn has three superstars and they're not just like superstars because the word superstar gets thrown around so much nowadays right like for example um bam adebayo my guy my miami guy last year i thought he was a superstar and that's cuz he played like a superstar in the bubble but then this season you see that he's still limited offensively and you can't really call him a superstar yet you can call him an all-star yes um let it's a different discussion when it comes to jimmy i'm still conflicted about that but my point is you got three superstars in brooklyn who does Every, who do everything that a superstar does. Shoot from three. Yes, they can do it. Create for teammates. Yes, they can do it. Uh, play defense. Listen, Harden and Kyrie have bad reps. So when the games are competitive, those guys lock down on D. They play good defense. Create for others. Shoot from mid-range. So you got three of this, the greatest hoopers, straight-up hoopers to ever play. And you got three guys who, unlike Giannis, like Joe mentioned, Giannis pulling up in three, like uh, in transition from three, like he's Steph, when these guys pull up from three in transition, you're actually like, oh shit, as a as an, as a fan of the opposing team. And one more thing I want to point out is the only thing that's stopping Kevin Durant from being the best player in the NBA is health. Okay, it's health. Listen, before he got injured in that series against Toronto, a lot of us were practically in agreement this guy is soon going to become the best player in the nba he was playing like it in that postseason before he got hurt and now he's back and everyone dismissed him it's an achilles injury he's not going to come back how he was he's maybe it's because he's with great teammates but this guy looks even better he's a better leader his defense is amazing his decision making has improved i think kevin durant when healthy is the best player in the nba he is way better than Giannis for me i think at this point he's overtaken lebron uh, and if Brooklyn wins a championship, it's going to be just formalities here. So, what do you guys think? Do you guys think KD is the best player in the NBA right now? If yes, tell us why. If no, tell us who your best player is, who you're rooting for. So, before we close, we close. Uh, Angelo, Tristan, anything you guys want to plug?
1: Yeah, uh, like us on Facebook, The South Boys Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at South Boys Pod and on Instagram, South Boys Podcast. And, yeah, just listen to us on Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Tristan.
2: Um, Honestly, you said it all. But uh, first of all, I would love to say thank you to Navs and to Ram for inviting us on here. And this really gives us a platform. And, yeah, just follow us on social media. Keep supporting us on Spotify or wherever. And, yeah, thank you so much, Navs and Ram. Thank you so much.
3: Pleasure, bro.
0: Ram, anything you want to plug?
3: Yeah, just want to say for those of you guys who haven't started yet, if you guys are interested in NBA Top Shot as a new way to collect some of your star players, feel free to follow the Asian Mint and of course, join the NBA Top Shot Philippines group. We're pretty active there and we're happy to help you guys out. If you're just starting, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We have a pretty good community on Facebook and on Discord.
0: For sure. I also want to add, if any of you guys are into WWE or wrestling, and you'd love to listen to a Ray Mysterio, if you're, if you'd love to listen to a pod or streams about it, Ram, of course, is our resident WWE guy, so we might have something in the works. Uh, and if you guys want to join in on the fun, let us know. And also, if you guys want to join in on some of these other NBA post game recaps, let us know. We'd love to have you all. We'd love to bring the community together and have some fun while we're at it. So. Before we go again, Tristan, Angela, Ram, thank you for your time. I can't wait for the thank rest of guys. the playoffs. Yes, and to everyone tuning in, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Sunday. We'll see you all soon. Peace, guys. Take care.
1: Heartbreak live stream. <laughs>